0: Right before I came up in the first service, I was reminded of uh, Pastor Clopas when he was here and he was talking about how he, he he liked his iPad, but he didn't like reading the Bible on it because um, messages would pop up from time to time while, while you were reading. Uh, he uh, He's probably an introvert. Introverted people are more attuned to what's going on around them, so they can't really focus on... Uh, more than one thing at a time sometimes. I uh, am an extrovert, so it doesn't bother me. That's kind of... Uh, but the message that came up right before the first service was pre-Black Friday sale. Ooh, I need to check that out. Uh, actually, no, I don't need to check that. You know, uh, for years I wondered why they called it Black Friday, and then I was told, you know, that it was because a lot of businesses going to the black on that day. I can think of a lot better reasons to call it Black Friday. Because a lot of families end up going into mourning a few months later over what happened on Black Friday. Please don't be an idiot this year. I, I, think, I think the uh, until our kids came along, because of course, you know, once the kids come along, that changes everything. But until, until the kids came along, my favorite um, Christmas was the year that I didn't have any money. And, and I made all the gifts that I gave to people. Now, I don't know. They probably didn't like them at all, but I had a blast. <laughs> and so who cares, really? I mean, you know, it was, I, I gave them these great things from the heart and it was just such joy to give to them. It's not about how much it cost. Okay. Just, just reminding you of that. Now, uh, I'm going to be in big trouble if I don't do this. So, uh, Chris, why don't you just wave? Oh, okay, you're coming down. All right, come on down, Chris. Uh, <laughs> well, you were so far away, I was hoping you'd be right here. Chris wants to be sure that I announced everybody, and this is very important. Because when I first came to this church, very shortly thereafter, Chris and his family showed up. And he was a little boy at that time. And they said, the doctors, and here you are, that's right. And the doctors said that he would never live to be a teenager. but well, he's got a birthday tomorrow. And and he's going to be 37. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Chris, I got to preach. Yeah, that's a good job, boy. And he told me this morning, he said, I'm an old man. And I said, really? He said, I'm going to be 37. I'm What does that make me? (laughs) It's me a very old man. (laughs) That's what that does. Uh, Would you stand with me? Uh, We're going to talk about Thanksgiving. We're going to read one verse from the book of James. Okay. What are y'all doing up there? Okay, let's see here. Okay. Did something come unplugged? Okay. Maybe I ought to call Chris back down. Ah, there we go. Did I do that or did you do it? You did it? Okay, we'll just stand right there and- I'll just tell you when to do it. That's read. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the, for the power uh, of your word. I thank you, Father, for your grace today. I pray that you'd speak to us. I pray that you would help us to uh, help us be aware of your presence and help us to be aware of uh, what matters to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, okay, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's coming up, and we. Uh, this is strange. It's always worked before. That was me? What just happened? Did I do that? All right. Praise God. Yeah. But you know what? He's a good God anyway. Doesn't matter if your remote works or not. Remember that when you get in your living room. Thanksgiving and very possibly a lot of you will be at a family dinner or something like that. Or maybe this week you'll be at a Bible study or something. And somebody will say, let's just go around and everybody say what they're thankful for. Never done that. You ever had that happen? Are the rest of y'all like Christians or something? I mean, what? Nobody, like six people have had that happen. Uh, well, let's just say it did happen to you. And, and, uh, and if it did, you know, we would probably be um, one of the first things that kind of come I'm thankful for my house. i thankful for a car. I'm thankful for this, this food. Uh, and, and all those are good things to be, to be thankful for. Uh, but that's things, you know, that's, that's, that's things. Maybe, maybe we kick it up a notch and, you know, we're thankful for our our family. We're thankful for our friends. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for my family. There's no, no two ways about it. God's really blessed me with a, with a really good family situation. And maybe, uh, maybe he has you as well. And certainly, that's something to be thankful for and thankful for friends i've I've always been the kind of guy that's sort of had a, a lot of friends around i just like having friends and uh and i'm thankful for them uh maybe we kick it up another notch from that and we go well i'm thankful uh thankful for my health uh i'm thankful that i'm able to I'm able to do stuff. So I was talking to, to Miss Betty uh, right before the service, and she says she's 91, so Chris, you got a ways to go. Uh, and she was saying, she said, but I feel as good as I did in my 40s. Woo, woo. That's okay. You know, I don't know that I feel as good as I did in my 40s, but uh, hopefully as I get older, it'll, it'll regress and I will. Uh, or maybe I just won't remember how I felt in my 40s. <laughs> you know what? I'll think this is this is good, <laughs> and, and that's a nice thing to be thankful for. And probably we'll, for most of us, we'll kick it up a, another notch and we'll go. Well, I'm thankful for Jesus. I'm thankful thankful for God and that that He's given Jesus to me. And and yes, we are, and and, and that's great. But the truth of the matter is, we often reduce the concept of thanksgiving to being about things. Uh, That's often where where we take that, and, and as long as we connect those things with God's grace, there's value there, but let's reevaluate for just a moment, because if those things aren't there, what happens to our thanksgiving? If the first thing that pops to mind I'm thankful for My job. I'm thankful for my house, my car. Well, what happens if you lose the job, or the house is gone, or the car? Uh, And so, in reevaluating that, I got to thinking about well, what was Jesus thankful for? What in Scripture where we see Jesus being thankful? What what was he thankful for? And so, what we're going to do today? I want to look at what uh, Jesus was thankful for, and I want to look at what um, uh, another uh, person was thankful for. Uh, and, then, and then we'll kind of close it up. We'll kind of wrap it all together here. Uh, Jesus didn't have a car. I mean, he, he borrowed a donkey once, but uh, for the most part, his mode of transportation was at the end of his legs. That was how he got places. He didn't have a house. Jesus said, the son of man has no place to lay his head. Don't know where I'm going to be sleeping tonight, so if you want to follow me, you need to know that's what you're signing on for. Uh, His family often didn't stand by him. Over in in Mark, it uh, relates an incident where, and in Matthew as well, relates an incident where Jesus was, was healing lots of sick people and and he, was, and he was teaching and he was doing all these uh, wonderful things. And his family came along to get him because they went, he's crazy. We've got to stop this. And then in John chapter 7, his brothers, his brothers were, uh, oh, what is the word? I, I, they were uh, gigging him is what my dad would say. But I don't know what that means unless it's got something to do with frog hunting or something. He was gigging him, everybody said going, hey, the, it's about time for the, uh, 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 for the feast in Jerusalem, and you need to go up there because anybody who's doing big, great things and wants people to see these big, great things, that's where you go and make it, buddy. Uh, but the scripture says that they weren't going, hey, you need to go up there because people need to see what you're doing. They were going, hey, eh, yeah, you need to go up there because they didn't believe in him. Even his own brothers didn't believe him. It's what the scripture says. His success measured in the way the world measures success. His success failed at times. Um, Right after he fed the 5,000, he preached to them and and they virtually all deserted him. They virtually all left him. In fact, it it says right here that... uh, From that time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Now, I'm a pastor and I get together with pastors and I used to get together with pastors in different settings. Now I get together with pastors (laughs) that I like Uh, and we uh, just kind of get together because we like each other, not because a meeting was called that we're all supposed to go to, but getting together with a bunch of pastors where a meeting is called you're all supposed to go to is an interesting experience because... Virtually, there's a pecking order going on around the room. And virtually everybody's kind of going, how many you got in your church? You know, how are things going? You know, which is code for, let me tell you that I have more people last Sunday than I had the Sunday before. So I'm going to ask you how things are going and you can ask me how things are going and I can, you know, tell you. It, it, and... And met success gets measured in year-to-date growth over last year, number of people attending, uh, um, amount of money given, and things like that, which has nothing whatsoever to do with the kingdom of God. Nothing. But still, at the same time, I understand how Jesus felt. You know, I mean, here he is fulfilling the ministry God's given to him, and all these people just desert him. You know what? Uh, there, there is a Black Sunday in the ministry. Black Sunday for ministers is the Sunday after Easter. Because Easter Sunday, you look out and you go, oh, oh, oh yes. You know? And then the Sunday after Easter, you look out and you go, oh, what? What happened? And so I try to have someone else preach that Sunday every year <laughs> so that they can look out and go, what happened? <laughs> you think I'm kidding. Uh, so Jesus, you know, his success, and not even to mention the fact that one week after the crowd is yelling, Hosanna to the son of David, they're yelling, crucify him. You know, he experienced that? And his friends, his friends deserted him. At the worst time, at the end, which is when it counts the most. So, what was Jesus thankful for? I mean, he dealt with some, he dealt with some things. It wasn't If you ask Jesus, what are you thankful for? You weren't going to hear, well, I'm thankful for my house and I'm thankful for my cars and my friends and stuff. What was he thankful for? Two things primarily Jesus was thankful for. And this is the first one. God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness. When he uh, when he came to the tomb of Lazarus, and he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, he prayed. Now he didn't uh, he didn't necessarily always do this, but he, he prayed, and uh, and and this is what he prayed. He prayed, "Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me." You know, he didn't pray, oh, God, please make this work, you know, or, oh, God, please uh, do this or please do this. He said, I'm thankful that you hear me and I know you always hear me. He even heard him in Gethsemane. See, this is this is what faith really is. Faith isn't, oh, God, I need this. Boom, it happened. I must have faith. Faith is, Oh God, I need something. And you don't see what you thought you were going to get, but you go, I know you heard me. I know you heard me. And I know that you always hear me. And I know that you love me and you're, and you're on my side and you're at work in my life, even though I didn't see what I thought I was going to see. I know that you heard me. He's thankful for God's faithfulness. And he was also thankful for what God had done. You know, we, 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 we like to be kind of forward-looking. And our tendency is to think, what have you done for me lately? What are you going to do for me tomorrow? Tomorrow? But that wasn't Jesus. wasn't That wasn't his mindset. He was thankful for the things that that God had already done. Uh, on one occasion, uh, his disciples came back and and they had uh, they had ministered and been real successful and 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 Jesus said, "Father, I thank you that you have hidden these things from the worldly wise and you have revealed them to children. I'm thankful that you've done that. That that's the way you put this thing together, which." Which just reminds me—I mean, I, I, I've got to go here. Uh, it is such a blessing to be called to minister to children, you know. And, and some of you are going to go, "Oh boy, he's going to talk about ministering to children." Children, I was going to minister. To... Hey, it is so great because if if we were uh, if I was bringing this message to to children, I, I wouldn't have to convince them of anything. I would just have to go. You know, God always hears your prayers, and He's always listening. And he always cares about you. Okay. And we get older and we have to be convinced. We have to be sold on the idea. Have to have it kind of brought to us. But God has revealed these things to children. To little children. Uh, And then a couple of other times when he was thankful. I've already mentioned them. But consider the occasions. When he fed the 5,000. He, he took the five loaves and the two fishes and he gave thanks. The next day, everybody was going to leave his ministry, except his very close inner circle. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread and he took the wine and he gave thanks. The next day, he was going to the cross. On neither occasion was it a situation where it was going, boy, this is going to be good. Because, boy, this is going to be good. It has nothing to do with true thanksgiving. He gave thanks. God provided this. God provided somebody who brought two fish and five little loaves, and so we're going to be able to feed all these people. God provided a body. He provided a situation for, where for, uh, for over a thousand years now, They have been doing what I'm getting ready to do tomorrow. They've been symbolizing it with this bread and with this wine. My body, my blood. Thank you, Father, for what you've done. How you set this up. Let's go to the Old Testament real quickly. Uh, The psalmist. What was the psalmist thankful for? And I say the psalmist because they were written by, by many different people. Uh, David apparently wrote most of them, but uh, Asaph and, 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 and Heman and even Moses and, and others wrote psalms. And this theme runs throughout the psalms, but primarily it all boils down to the same thing. And, and Psalm 107 is really what condenses it. And two things. In Psalm 107, verses 8 and 21 and 31, it says this. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For what he has already done. The, things that, that the same thing that Jesus was thankful for. Uh, and what had he done? Well, in, in the frame of reference for the psalmist, Israel. Israel. You know, uh, being chosen by God uh, <laughs> is a really nice thing, but it's not an easy thing. And why did God choose Israel. Why did God choose Israel? There's a man named Jacob whose name was changed to Israel, and he had 12 sons, and then from them the nation came forth. God chose Israel because he needed a nation to reveal himself to mankind. That's why. He's such a big God. He's such a great God. needed a whole nation to be able to demonstrate who he is. So why did he choose this particular guy? Was it because Jacob was... Handsome? Was it because Jacob was smart? Was it because he was good looking? Was it because he was a good guy? No, 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 and no. At least I don't know what he looked like. So he might have been handsome, but he wasn't necessarily a good guy. He, he wasn't just this wonderful, righteous man. He chose him because he chose him. And it's, I'm going somewhere with this because it's the same picture for us. And after he was chosen, didn't mean that everything was going to go smoothly for him. In fact, things were pretty bumpy. And ultimately, the nation ended up enslaved in Egypt. And God redeemed them. He called them out. Because they, because they had gotten really good and they, they'd learned their lesson and decided to be, we're going to be good boys and girls now. No. No fact they weren't they were stiff-necked they were rebellious they rebelled against against Moses they more than one time and and then later on when they were finally brought into their inheritance time after time after time a good king would arise and it would take one generation and everything would go down the tubes again no it's because of his grace and his love and his mercy he redeemed them he he brought them out he provided for them 40 years in the wilderness, they get thirsty. Water comes out of the rock. They get, they get hungry every day. Well, six days a week, manna would come down for them to eat or, or quail would come in for them to eat. He, he provided for them. He freed them from slavery. He preserved them against impossible odds. I mean, even today, there is a nation of Israel, but it's the only nation on the face of the earth. It's the only nationality that did not have a homeland for almost 2,000 years and still exist. You know, where are the Moabites? So God had all done these things, has done these things, and he's also sent his son. When it comes down to us, what he has done is he sent his son. I, uh, uh, I'm, every now and then I mention Kenneth Ware, and I don't know how many of you have been here when I've talked about him, but uh, I, one of the things that, that I loved about the man, he was a missionary to the French gypsies, was uh, uh, I, I told you that God did a lot of miracles and things through him, and uh, and we would get excited about hearing about the miracles, but he would rarely talk about them. But uh, one one service... Um, he was referencing the fact that people were asking about the miracles and, and the powerful things that God had done. And he said, the most powerful thing that God has done in my life is he has given Jesus. And he said it in such a way that all, everything else just paled into insignificance. And it's the most powerful thing he's done in my life. You know, when I came when I came back to the Lord, I was in my mid-twenties, uh, about five years later. Well, uh, a, a year later, I, I met Margaret, and uh, and that was instant. Ah, we're gonna get married. And so six months later we did, you know, and, and three years later we had a child. So five years later, here I am. I've got I've got this beautiful wife, I've got a Beautiful child, I've, I've got a, 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 a good job, I'm, I'm in a home, and, and I'm going, how did I get here? How did I get here? Five years ago, I might as well have uh, been thinking about living on Mars, as thinking about this being my life. But here it is, and I like it. It's because he changed me. He, Jesus came into my life, and, and, and he changed things. John chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 says, From the riches of his grace, we have received blessing after blessing after blessing. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth have come through Jesus Christ. So what he has done. And the second thing that the, the, the psalmist says in that same one is his love endures forever. The one thing we're told about God more than any other thing is He loves us. He loves us. He loves us. He loves us with an unfailing love. His love endures forever. His steadfast love never ceases. And what a revolutionary message that is. Okay, there's a God. What do we know about Him? What, what do we, what, what, that, you know, first of all, on Thanksgiving, pity the poor a- a- atheist. I mean, seriously. They have, that's it's just, I mean, what are they, what are you going I'm thankful for the laws of physics. You know, I'm, 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 I'm thankful for, uh, natural selection. I don't know. I'm thankful. Uh, you know, what? I mean, the only, if you don't believe that There's something, somebody out there. uh, If the only people you have to be thankful to are people, you're in big trouble. Because they're going to let you down. But let's go, okay, there is a God. What do we know about him? Well, if uh, the Hindus would say, well, there's actually quite a few of them. And some of them are pretty nice. And most of them are quite capricious. You don't quite know what they're going to do. And some of them are downright nasty. And, and the Muslim would say, well, yes, there is a God and he's great and he's merciful, but he's keeping score. And if you don't score enough, you're out of here. And the Christian would say, he's a good, good father. That's who he is. That's who he is. And I'm loved by him. That's who I am. What a message. What a what a powerful, good news to bring to the world. Not only is there a God, but he loves you. He loves you. He loves us with an unfailing, eternal, steadfast love. Is he keeping a record? Well, he's, you know, he knows everything. So, yeah, I, I, I guess he is, but it doesn't change his love for us. On the weeks that I've been a good boy, he does not love me any more than he does on the weeks that I've been a bad boy because he couldn't love me anymore. He loves me perfectly and completely. On both of those weeks, people don't, people don't go to heaven. People don't go to hell because they've been naughty. They ruin their lives because they've been naughty. You know, their, their lives go into a shambles because of sin. They go to hell because they reject his love. Refuse to accept it. But it's there. It's, it's, it's offered. Cars will rust. Houses will rot. Family and, 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 and friends will die or desert. You know, I've gotten uh, old old enough now that I think about some of these things. Uh, I can't tell you how blessed I am with the wife that I have. I mean, Margaret. Uh, the scripture says that uh, uh, a woman, a virtuous woman, her husband, his heart trusts in her. She brings him good, and not evil, all the days of his of her life. And absolutely, that's been the case. That is the case. Uh, but like I say, I've kind of gotten old enough that you know I don't know. You know, when you're a teenager, you're never going to die, right? And then, then you, you get married and you got a good marriage and things are going really well and you kind of go, well, maybe we'll die on the same day. Well, maybe you won't. In fact, it's more than likely you won't. And, you know, and I, and I, and I, some, and, and occasionally it crosses my mind at, at, at this age, uh, especially the other day I went to visit my, my parents, uh, graveside and I kind of walked around and, well, you know, when you're after you've passed sixty, you don't want to walk around and see how old these people were when they died, <laughs> because, yeah. But anyway, you know, occasionally I'll go, "Wow, if 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 she goes first, it's going to be a pretty empty house." And if I go first, I hope it's going to be a pretty empty house. <laughs> For a while, I mean, after that, you know, she can. But, you know, let's at least mourn for a little while. Uh, (laughs) But more than likely, one of us is going first. Your family will leave. Your friends will leave. All of these, all of these things will be short-lived. Your money will fly away. And even if you sock it away, You'll fly away from it. It, You will be separated from it. Be thankful for those things. I'm thankful, but understand that if your thankfulness is based on having them, your thanksgiving will be short-lived. But his love endures forever. Forever. We read it he loves us we read it every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows it's not the gift it's the giver it's not what we have it's who gave it and we and we and we're idiots to think well i've got it cuz i earned it well tuh. You, nobody said you had to be born with an above-average IQ. Nobody said you had to be born with talent. Nobody said you had to be born where you had opportunities to make things happen. It's the giver. And every one of us have that giver. Every one of us have that reason to be, to be thankful. John, John the Baptist said, A person can only receive that which is given to him from above. It's the only thing you can really have. And I'm glad. I'm glad. Because all of these other things, oh, they're nice. But food will give you indigestion, eventually. You know, the the car, there are days I'm not thankful for my car. Mostly they're when I just drove away from, from, from Gold Street. I mean, Gold Street's a good place, but still, you know, I like to go visit. I don't like for my car to visit. There are days I'm not thankful for my house you know? oh that broke too huh yeah but I'm always I know that I have a a father who always hears me I know that I have a father who always cares I know that he is faithful in everything that he does that he is perfect in all of his ways and I know that he loves me and nothing I, I There are things I can do that can separate me from him, but there's nothing I can do that can separate me from his love. Would you stand with me? Will those who are going to pray with people come forward? And if you're here and you need prayer, understand this. He always hears. He always hears. And yeah, he could just go ahead and do it. There's a lot of things you could just go ahead and do for your kids. But you want to sometimes hear them acknowledge that they need you to do it or want you to do it. And there's so many things I, I know in my life where this is something I've got to struggle with. And it just, doesn't, it just doesn't click with me. I just don't go, hey, wait a minute. God, will you take this? Because I think I got it. Well, if you need prayer, you come forward. And if you don't know Christ, we'd love to introduce you to him. You may go, hey, you don't know what's been going on with me. Well, he does. And he brought you here today. He loves you. If you don't need to come forward, just worship for a little while with us. And in this particular case, with this particular song, let it soak into your spirit.